You're listening to Good on Paper, a bookish podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Rachel. Join us as we journey together into the land of fiction, where the men are brave, the quests are epic, and everything is better on paper. Hi, guys. Hey, everyone. All right. Good to see everybody. Well, I will, actually, we can't see you, but it's, it's good for us to see each other. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say it good feels, to see you guys, but you guys can't, I can't see you. It feels like, it feels like it's been forever because we normally uh, batch record. So these mm. end up being about once a month, maybe slightly closer because we do three or four at a time. And it just feels like our little catch up. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about podcasts is you feel like you're just catching up with friends. You know, even if mm-hmm. I'm just listening to a podcast, and I'm not part of the conversation. I feel like I'm catching up with everybody you know so yes yeah and like even doing the podcast like because I had always thought a podcast would be fun but like to sit there and have to talk by yourself the entire time is so much pressure to make sure you're like on topic and you're not getting boring or you know getting repetitive so it's like to have somebody to just we're just having a conversation that you guys are just a part of that's so much more relaxing like it's fun it is it is and I'm excited because I know at some point we want to start having guests on that's going to be really fun I'm excited for that one. So if any of our writer friends out there listen to this and want to be on the podcast, let us know because we are definitely looking to have some guests in the future. Yeah. So I was thinking about a few things over the past couple weeks Mm -hmm. and I just got into kind of a slump and I think we all get into these slumps where I just felt like my writing felt bland and boring and dead. It just didn't feel quite alive. And that might be true. It might be not true. It could be just my feelings. But I was feeling this way for whatever reason. And I couldn't put my finger on what it was. I just kept thinking back to when I was writing my Anglo-Saxon draft. And it was so alive and real and magical. And I thought, why doesn't my writing feel like that? And it, it could be if I actually teleported back to those days, maybe I also felt the same way about the draft when I was writing it. I'm not sure. But I think my thesis now is that it could have to do with my location because I've been living in the city for almost two years now. That's crazy to think. Almost two years now. And I just started wondering if maybe living in the city for me, because I'm not really a city person, had an effect on my writing. We just went out of town to look at some land in Arkansas and the countryside and being in the countryside invigorated me. And I was looking at the trees and the empty fields and I just started daydreaming about all these kind of stories. And when I first started writing my Anglo-Saxon novel, I was living in the country. I would write outside all the time. I had all these trees and woods to explore and to look at. And I wondered if that was what I was noticing missing in my writing. And I just got to thinking, I wonder if other writers notice this. I mean, maybe if you're a city person and you love being in the city, maybe you write better in the city. 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe everybody writes better in the country. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. It's just a weird thought that I had never thought about before. But I wondered how yeah. much of my surroundings affect my writing. And then I was like, I should ask mm-hmm. Rachel about this because Rachel lives in the country and you have written city, country, you've written both locations. So I'm just curious, you know, you don't have to yeah. give too much away if you don't want to talk too much about what you're writing. But have you noticed yeah, yeah, a yeah. difference between what you're writing, where you are? Does the nature mm-hmm. influence your writing in any way? That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like because the- the first books I wrote take place in the town that I actually live in, which is a country town. So that one was pretty much not difficult to imagine the scenery for me. Um, with the second this new series I'm writing, it takes place in a city. So it's, you know, we're not really in the country area at all. But I still would agree with what you said that, and I don't know if it's for all writers, but for me personally, especially being outside in general helps me a lot with writing. Like the minute... <laughs> The, and unfortunately, we don't live in a, an incredibly warm climate. So the minute it starts to get sunny out, I think I'm going to go sit outside and write. Well, it's still, it's still 42 degrees outside and it's way too cold. <laughs> so I had to wait until like June. <laughs> I actually at one point this last year was like, I'm going to buy myself a little plastic greenhouse to put on the porch. And then I can take my little space heater in it so that I can be outside because it was like a clear greenhouse. So I could be outside and write at the same time. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to wait till June. Um, But I do notice for me, especially if it's at all nice outside, I need to be outside while I'm writing. Like, I feel like I cannot write and be in the house if it's nice enough to be out of the house. I don't know what it what it is, because we live we live kind of on the edge of town. So we have other houses around us. But behind us is a really big field. Um, So. When I sit outside, I, I sit out and look at the field. And I, so I mean, we're around other people, but also just like being next to this big nature area. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it feels more creative and more like freeing. And I think too, because no matter what you're writing, you're, you're somewhat disconnected from reality. Even if you're writing like a rom-com that takes place in today's world, you're still kind of disconnected from reality when you're writing because you're, it's fiction, you're making it up in your head. And I feel like for me, when I'm inside my house or I'm at a coffee shop even or somewhere that's just around so much normalcy, it's hard to be so imaginative because you have so many things around you versus when you're out in nature or in the countryside or something. I feel like I feel more free to imagine whatever I want, whatever even doesn't matter where the genre of the story is or anything, but just I feel like there's more freedom to imagine whatever because there's not really anything around me dictating what I'm going to imagine, if that makes sense. So I do, I feel the same way that being outside, being in nature, being in a more open area makes a difference. I don't know if that's everybody. I'm curious to know if people listening, if that's true for you too, or if you're the opposite. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so curious too, because I don't want to get too poetic and romantic about writers Mm -hmm. But I do feel like there's a kind of a stereotype about writers from back in the 1800s. All of these writers really valued nature. And there was some connection between nature and creativity, which to me makes sense because nature is creative. It's creating mm-hmm. life. Trees are growing. Grass is growing. Animals are, you know, doing their thing, living, yeah. eating, hunting, whatever. Yeah. And I wonder if 
it is a thing for all writers that when you are in that creative space, you want to be around other creative things Mm -hmm. versus in a coffee shop where everybody might not really be creative, you know, because as humans, sometimes we put ourselves in cages and we don't flourish. Mm -hmm. And I wonder maybe if you're in a Mm -hmm. coffee shop or a heavily populated area, that kind of feeds into you versus when you're in nature, nature just does its thing. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't worry about that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe that's me getting too poetic <laughs> about it. No, it could be that we're both country girls and we just like the country, you know, mm-hmm. that could be. It. <laughs> yeah. I feel like from what I've heard from most people, everyone enjoys writing outside. I don't know if everyone feels like they have to in order to write well, but I feel like most people enjoy writing outside or in a, like a less populated area. I feel like we all I correct me if I'm wrong people listening but I feel like for the most part we all at least enjoy it to some extent yeah I'm I'm still picturing you in the clear greenhouse <laughs> you're like you're a hothouse flower you and your books are hothouse flowers and you need to be in this special environment to bloom <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean I would have done it, except that it was like $90 for this little greenhouse. And I was like, that's expensive for this little plastic greenhouse. And I don't even know how like long in the season I would need it or how effective it would be. Listen, the biggest problem actually for me is that when it hits July and August, it gets so stinking hot that my computer gets overheated when I sit outside. And that annoys me so much. Even though I'm sitting in the shade, if it's hot enough, like it's 90 degrees out, my computer gets overheated and I have to go in the house. And that annoys me. It makes me sad because yeah, I prefer see, to be outside. My problem in the suburbs, like I can show you, I think if I flip my camera around, well, I, I won't do all that, but I'm looking out my window right now. I'm getting all this light in and there is a house that is, it looks like it's three feet away from me. It's it's probably more than that, but there's yeah. a house like right next to my house and I can go into the backyard yeah. and write. And because I'm in the desert, it actually is nice enough to sit outside and write probably nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. But my little backyard has plastic grass. We have one tree that's in some rocks and we have some bushes. And there's not really a good place to sit so that my computer doesn't get glare on it. So I could mm. go out there and write in a notebook, which sometimes I do. But it's hard to sit and write without glare on it. Um, the sun is nice. It's lovely. I love yeah. sitting out in the sun. It's great to have it all year yeah. round, but it does make it difficult to write because I have glare on the computer mm-hmm. and it's not inspiring to me to be outside yeah. on some plastic grass with a brick mm-hmm. wall that's like this high. And then there's like five houses like right next to me. I don't know yeah. what it is. So I, I just sit inside in my bedroom, which is equally as yeah. not inspiring and I just write there because then I don't have to worry about the screen or my computer mm-hmm. running out of juice and I need to plug it in or whatever yeah. you know yeah and that's just life right now but hopefully we mm-hmm. will be out of the city soon and I can go back to writing outside because it's so nice yeah it's be nice now that we've you've said that because like I there I agree there are times when it's just like just to be more transparent we live on the edge of town sure and there's a field behind our house yes but my office window faces the neighbor's house and our porch faces the neighbor's house so whenever I take pictures or anything that 
of the field, it's at an angle from where the porch is. So it's not like I'm out in the middle of the country alone. I wish I was. Believe me, I wish I was. So like, it's not always feasible to be in the environment you want to be in. So now that we've said that, I'm kind of curious, what are what are ways that you can kind of create that environment from your, for yourself, no matter where you are? Like create a, a more creative environment. Yeah, I don't know if there's answers for that. I'm just kind of curious. Sometimes you don't have a choice on where you write. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I was on the road and I had Kindle Vela to write. So I wrote, we drove all day. I tried to write in the car. I have a really hard time writing in the car for whatever reason. I can read generally. I can do social media in the car. But writing is just, don't know what it is. It's probably because I make excuses for writing because it's the hardest. Let's be honest. That's probably what it is. But yeah. anyway, so I waited until we got back to the hotel and it was, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. I ate something and I just sat there at the desk. I think my dad was watching TV and I sat there and I wrote my Kindle Vela episode and I was just in the hotel. So sometimes for me, it's necessity. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I have to write, I will yeah. write. Um, I will put it off to the last minute and I'll do it. But think setting up myself I like to sit on my bed because I have a really nice pink blanket that my sister made on the bed and I'll stretch out my feet and sit up on the pillows and I'm comfortable there or I'll sit in an armchair in the living room with a blanket so I think getting cozy for me is important and then the second most important thing for me is music so I put on mm. my playlist that I always listen to when I'm writing whatever it is that I'm writing. Cause I generally listen to the same thing over and over for a certain project. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know. I just get in the zone. I have to be cozy and I have to have my music. Mm. That's about all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say <clears throat> like right now, because we have an extra bedroom, cause there were, my brother and I both lived at home were younger and then my brother moved out I got to use his ex his spare bedroom to make my office which is lovely um and so I've you know made it pretty and made it you can't tell right now because all you can see is my closet but um I've made it all pretty and cute and stuff which helps to make me feel um more creative and like more happy to be in the space to write but there was a time when I was um I was a substitute teacher before I got a full-time teaching job briefly and I got a gig doing PE for like two months I think which I despised I hated teaching PE oh my gosh kids in PE are insane PE teachers god bless you (laughs) you have a rough (laughs) job I um was doing a PE job and my closet was this little or my closet my office for PE my dog is not looking through the window like mom what's wrong (laughs) 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 he's so cute but my office was literally a closet it was just it it was probably like 15 feet long, but there was a whole bunch of like PE equipment in it. And there was this little tiny desk by the door. And then there was shelves. I mean, it was maybe five feet wide and I'm probably being generous. Like it was tiny, tiny little closet that my office was. And so in order to try, cause I usually wrote in between classes. And so in order to make it more creative for myself, cause there was no windows, I couldn't see outside or anything. Like it was so depressing. Guys. This just gives you a little insight into my personality. I am the most impatient person that I know. And if I want something to exist, I will create it out of nothing. And I'm very determined to do it. And so I had this brown craft paper that I 
taped up to the wall behind my desk around all the shelves and everything and I drew lines on it to make it look like shiplap and of course none of it looked it didn't look legit but it was like kind of cutesy like we were in a first grade classroom and then I I cut out of black paper um like a window grid and then I printed out a picture of like horses grazing in a field like I printed out in um sections so it was like three different pieces that I taped together to make it look like one big picture and then I put the window grid on top of it and then I took Christmas lights and taped it behind the picture and then put it on the wall so that I could turn on the lights and it would kind of look like there was light coming through the picture. It did, It was not actually, like you can actually buy, by the way, fake windows on the internet. They're expensive, but they're cool. Mine was not legit, but it was a <laughs> decent DIY effort. But anyway, so I did all of these different things that yes, they were kind of sketchy and they weren't like super great, but it was it was cute and it did make me feel like my space was happier, which made me want to write more. So, I mean, I guess the moral of that story is you don't always have the space you want. Like you might not have an entire office to create for yourself right now. That might not be your situation. Maybe all you have is a corner of a room or you have a closet or whatever. But I, I will say that if you can't get outside and be around nature to write, creating a space that makes you feel happy does help you want to sit down and write because it becomes a happy space you know even if all it is is a few fake plants you know on a desk like just to kind of make it look like a space you want to be in I think makes a difference no I agree and even if it I don't even think for me the point is not it looking good the point is that I put the effort into creating Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. um because yeah it can be it can still look awful but if you just take the effort to create it and so you're body and your brain knows this is my space it's like the nesting thing you know yeah if we really take this book baby metaphor seriously (laughs) you you create this space for you to write your book in because I remember Mm -hmm. when I did live in the country and I would write outside on the days that I didn't write outside I had we had like a a garage it was a garage I had the that the garage door had been taken off and it had a regular door in it but it was a garage it had cement floor the washer and dryer mm-hmm. was in one corner. There's a couch. And then I had put in another corner next to the big meat freezer. I mean, this, it, it did yeah. not look good. <laughs> I had put a <laughs> desk. I had my computer. And I think I had put a little statue or something on it or like a little figurine. And I had maybe taped up a few pictures. But this was a desk mm-hmm. in a garage with mm-hmm. a washing machine and a meat freezer. This did not look nice. It was not aesthetic. You know, we talk about yeah. being all Pinterest and Instagram aesthetic. It was mm-hmm. not aesthetic, but I would walk in the door after work and I saw my desk and I had created that desk and that's where I wrote. And I was exhausted because I was working as a nursing assistant at that time. So I would be exhausted after my shift and I would come in and I would see that desk and I couldn't wait to sit down and write at my desk because that desk was where I wrote. That was where the magic happened. Mm-hmm. And just tying your brain to that, whatever it is, I think is really powerful. And just putting in your effort to make it your own, even if it does, even if it wouldn't look good on Instagram, but you put in some effort to create Mm -hmm. it is enough. It's not necessarily about how it looks. It's the fact that you put in the effort to make it your space. That really Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference with your location when you're writing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And in like, 
if you don't have much of a space to call your own, another thing to be helpful is creating like a, a Pinterest board, like a collage or something that has pictures that inspire you, pictures of nature or, you know, pictures of your characters and the locations you're going to write, stuff like that, that are pretty and like aesthetically appealing to you to make you feel like, oh, this is a nice, pleasant environment to be in. Um, and then the other thing that I think is kind of funny is I have... So in the wintertime, I got this big monitor to put on my desk because, oh my gosh, it is so much easier to have a laptop and a monitor. Praise Jesus for a monitor. Because <laughs> when you have multiple screens open, it's a pain to try and see everything on the one 15-inch screen. Um, so now I have like my full setup going, but then I'm like, well, shoot, it's going to be summer. And I know me, if I don't go outside and write, I'm going to be depressed if I'm writing inside. Because it's like if you had the option to go out and you choose not to, then I feel depressed about it. So I'm like, I'm going to have to go sit outside. But I'm like, gosh, I can't take my monitor with me. And I'm like having a hard time because I don't like change, I guess. So I'm like, I'm going to have to like take all my stuff outside every time and then bring it inside all the time. So it's like now it's reverse issue. I've created too cozy of a space now that I don't want to (laughs) leave. I'm too lazy to take all my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a first world problem to have. But I'm like, okay, I need to like... I don't know, like simplify my stuff so that it feels easier to move spaces back and forth to take advantage of being outside when I can. Yeah, maybe you need to just print out your Pinterest board and put it on a like a picture frame or a bulletin board and just move that outside mm-hmm. with you. Instead there of you go. Computer. Yeah. <laughs> just. Then I could I could like get like a baby because they they sell like the miniature trifolds that are not they're not huge they're like the little ones. Mm-hmm. Um. And I could get like a baby trifold and like put Pinteresty pictures on it because when if I sit, if I were to go up like be transported outside my window right now, I would still be facing the house next door. So when I sit at the table, I'm still facing the house next door. So I could get a baby trifold, put a bunch of pictures on it that I really like, and then just set it up in front of that house so that I don't see the house. I just see all of the images that I like. That's not, I like yeah. that idea. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. No, and then we all need to see pictures when you do make it. <laughs> yeah. We want to see it. Yeah. Making aesthetic boards, they're, like, so much fun. They're time-consuming, but they're they so are. much fun. They really are. It's this, this is why we all write, just so we can make the Pinterest boards. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Yeah. <laughs> we call ourselves writers just so we can have an excuse to make Pinterest boards. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, but what I was going to say is sometimes even just changing your environment can make a difference. You know, so maybe you have your space that you create and you're comfortable there, but sometimes you do just got to get out of that space and go somewhere where you don't have any of the stuff that you normally write with Mm -hmm. and write there. And sometimes that will make a difference, like if you're stuck. So I would say location plays a huge part Mm -hmm. in how you write. But Mm -hmm. on the flip side, because this is going to be a totally contradictory episode. Sometimes you just need to quit whining about your space and write because as soon as you're writing, you don't mm-hmm. notice what space you're in. Let's be honest. Yes. Yes. The one thing I will say that I've noticed in the last, it's been like two weeks that I've been writing like this. Um, that's made a huge difference for me is when I'm sprinting and I'm trying to hit my 10,000 words, I shut the, the office door. And everyone knows you can't talk to me while the door is shut. Unless there's like something you really, really need. I'm off. I'm on my office hours are closed during writing, writing time. That's made a big big difference because I don't have people popping in and out. I'm not distracted by hearing somebody talk past 
And like, I'm probably going to need to figure out a way to do that when I sit outside so that when people, you know, walk up the porch steps, or whatever, they know, oh, okay, Rachel's writing. She can't be disturbed right, right now. But I would say that also makes a big difference as far as wherever you are creating some way that people are to signify them to know, oh, she's writing now. She's too busy. She can't talk to me at this moment. That makes a big difference because if people know you're busy, they won't bother you. But if they don't think you're busy, they'll, they'll bother you mm-hmm. and then you get distracted. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're on your computer yeah. or your phone, it looks like you're not busy, especially on the phone. Yeah. That's what annoys me so much about, you know, running a writer's social media is it looks like you're not doing anything because you're on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm working, guys. I have to do this to market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, you're just texting someone. And you're like, no, this is business. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I actually have on my door and I... That's partly why I was late to our little recording session is because I forgot to update my little whiteboard. I have a whiteboard. It's it's like half the size of this like little canvas. It's so tiny. Mm. So it's maybe, yeah. I don't know, eight by five. I'm really bad at estimating. So I yeah. am probably not getting that dimensions right. But it's very, very small. And yeah. I got it at Target. I think it was like $3. And it came with a little pen that is magnetic and put it on there. So I wrote on there office hours and then every day I'll go in and put my office hours Mm. and the date so people know it's current. And right now I have live video, do not disturb. And then sometimes I'll put in an extra Mm. warning that says, if you walk in this room, people can see or hear you. (laughs) So nobody comes in. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I recommend that. I mean, they're so cheap. Those little tiny, I mean, not like a big whiteboard, like a really yeah. tiny one with a little pen. Yeah. Those are really handy to mm-hmm. put on. You know, if you're in yeah. a busy household and hey, maybe you could even like hook it up to a stand, just glue it to a stand or somehow put it on a stand mm. and you just bring it with you. Like when you're on the porch and you just put it yeah. up or you get some poster board and you just make a sign. And put it yeah. on a stand. And you just bring out your little sign. It says, "Writer in progress. Do not disturb." You know, there's a lot of yeah. ways you can mm-hmm. get around this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a really good idea because that way people know. Because it's hard. I mean, and I don't want to get too off topic because then this will get really long. But <laughs> <laughs> um, with this job in particular, one that you kind of as much as people know that it's a job for you, you kind of have to remind people a lot that, hey, no, I'm really working right now. Like, I really can't talk to you. Just because I'm not at an office right now doesn't mean that I'm not trying to accomplish things that are necessary. So you you do kind of have to fight for that a little bit with people, even people who love you and respect what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of fight to get them to to really respect the time that you need to do what you need to do. So if that means getting a whiteboard and putting it up, which I'm 100% doing this week now that I've heard this idea, it's genius. then do that because you know you gonna have to do fight for that time. So yeah, fight for the time to to let people know that hey, I am busy. I cannot talk right now. And also, do what you need to do to find a space that makes you happy to write in. And maybe try going outside because I I agree with what you said. Like changing up your environment makes a big difference. Like it just kind of like I think kind of triggers your creativity in a different way. Yeah. And even for me, a lot of times with the whiteboard, it is nice because it tells people I'm working, but it kind of tells me I'm working. Because if I go out and I put mm. today's current date and I say, these are my office hours, 
10 to 4 or whatever it is because a lot of times yeah. I will write in spurts so it looks like my office hours aren't very long so I'll go like 9 to 11 and then I'll go do something and then I'll come back and I'll yeah. write new office hours it's telling myself this is when I'm mm. working I close the door now I actually have to stick to my office hours you know yeah see so guys there's psychology behind this mm-hmm. there really is there is but- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's our thoughts about location and writing mm-hmm. and how important we think it is. Maybe we'll come back at some point with another episode because right now my fiance and I are actively looking at getting some land and moving. Mm-hmm. So hopefully very soon I will be living in the country and maybe I'll come back and let you guys know if it actually made a difference on my yeah. writing. I hope it does. I just want my mm. writing to be wild and mysterious and magic just like the countryside is so yeah here's hoping but could be just like a mental block you know I might just have to get inside my own brain for that one (laughs) yeah but you know if a a nice countryside area helps you know get that along then that's fine too we have no complaints about that yeah yeah let us know in the comments on the YouTube video or head Mm -hmm. over to our Instagram page. You can message us. You can comment on our Mm post and let us know what location you like to write in. Are you a coffee shop writer? Are you a desk writer? Are you a couch writer? You know, and doesn't make a difference. I mean, are you one of those lucky people that can write anywhere or do you need your little space or do you have to change it up? You know, when you're getting stuck, we are very curious to know your thoughts because yes, I don't know if it's just me, or if it's an all writer thing, it's it's very puzzling to me and it's kind of been on my mind and I really yeah. need to know how other writers weigh in about yeah. this issue. Yes, please let us know. And if you have any other questions or things you want us to talk about, let us know also because we're always in the market to see what other topics we could use for future episodes. Yeah. All right. Well, happy writing, guys, no matter what location you're in. Yeah. And we'll mm-hmm. see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it and tune in next week for another episode. And if you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review so that other people can find us. And we will see you in the future. Bye.